Welcome to a new episode of Saturday Soundbites, the vibrant and powerhouse podcast where we discuss all things customer service, marketing, and communications in the K-12 education space. I'm Veronica V. Sofer, a K-12 communications expert with more than two decades in the industry, and I'm your host. Communications is at the heart of everything in education, and I'm committed to bringing on innovative, passionate, and successful experts that are going to teach you how to level up your district's visibility and impact. So whether you're an education leader, teacher, school marketer, or anything in between, Saturday Soundbites is your go-to for information, insight, and sometimes a good laugh. Be sure to check out my website, veronicavsofer.com, to get even more tips and tools and to see some of the powerful resources and courses I've created for educators. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saturday Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica V. Sofer. So excited to be here with you again on this Saturday morning because we get to talk about all the things that I love, including branding, marketing, communication, strategy, public relations, and those advertising skills that we all need to tell our stories because it takes all of that working together to really make sure that our stories are being told. I've got a great guest today. We're going to talk about some of the fundamentals when it comes to branding and design and all those concepts that a lot of us are still grappling with as we figure out our message and how it is we want to convey it to folks. So I'm really excited about our conversation today. I think you're going to get a lot out of today's podcast. If you are listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of Saturday Soundbites. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments and my guests and I will certainly make sure we circle back, answer any questions you have and just say hello. So with that, we're going to go ahead and bring on our guest. We have Amanda and I want to make sure I say your name right. So is it Grasso? Grasso? Garacio, yeah. Garacio, okay. I practiced a little bit, but right at the last second, I thought, wait a second, I didn't confirm that, but I did practice. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Veronica. Well, I'm really excited about the idea of talking about branding and design and how important it is to our messaging. Um, Some of us have studied it in school. Some of us have used it in our nine to fives, worked on it in, in private business. And some of us have just learned about it from different online uh, resources. But I really want to get to the fundamentals about what that is. And so I'm, I'm hoping you can shed some light on what it is that we need to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you, where would you like me to where start? Where do you start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I know a lot of times these days when people hear the word branding, the immediate association is, you know, your visuals, your logo, your color palette, your fonts. And that is definitely part of it. Um, but where I like to start is with what I call the core brand. So this is basically all the intangible stuff about your business. Um, you know, your goals and vision for it who you most want to work with, the transformation you provide, um, the vibe and personality you want to give off, like kind of all of those nebulous ideas. Because a lot of times when people are starting businesses, they don't take the time to sit and really consider these, think them through, figure out what they want those to be. But once you do that, having that, that clear, strong core brand figured out, that helps you in so many other areas of your business. Like it gives you things to aim for, you know, Mm -hmm. like with, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, the design and visuals. Okay. You can say, oh, I want my business to be known for this, to give off this vibe and personality. Okay. So those are some goalposts. How to like, does this design accomplish that? Right. So it, it really helps in all other sorts of areas of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And how did you in particular get um, really 
um, how did you develop that skill? Because I think it's a combination of skill and training and a little bit of intuition too, just from, from an artistic perspective, being able to put all that together. How did that come about for you? Yeah. So uh, my training is as a designer. That's where I started mm -hmm. just on the design side of things, not the strategy and core brand side of things at all. So when I first started out as a little baby freelancer about 17 years ago, you know, I was in that, that place that a lot of new, new business owners are is where, you know, you get a client and you just kind of, they say, I want, you know, a leaf icon in this color and like, just, just make it look good, you know? Yeah. And so kind of that order taker place. Um, as I got into my business more and more, I realized I didn't really like that. And often I had ideas that I thought would help their business more than what they initially asked for. And so that's how I started exploring, you know, getting into brand strategy, like asking questions and making sure both parties were clear on mm -hmm. what we were actually trying to achieve with this design before just jumping into like, you know, the owner's favorite color is orange and we need this icon because right. it's a right. business, you know? So um, it was a long learning process. Um, it's, it was bits and pieces picked up here and there, did some reading, did some trainings, um, did um, a course called Brand Strategy Academy, which was really helpful. Um, but yeah, it's an ongoing process. Like I always, I see a new book or a new resource come out that, you know, talks about that. And I'm like, Ooh, let's see what they have to say. Maybe there's a new question I can add to, to the mix to right. my clients that'll help. So, yeah. And you know, I've always, I read somewhere years ago and I still use this term today that your brand is your promise. And so I love the idea that it is not about your favorite color being orange it's, it's, it's <laughs> because oftentimes you're like, oh, well, that, you know, that's my signature color. Oh, okay. But let's talk about why or some of the theory behind it. And so how do you get people past that initial look and feel and really get them to the core promise that they're trying to convey to potential businesses? Because even if you're in the service industry or in the product industry, Companies, large, you know, Fortune 500 companies spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on that very question. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that that phrase too. The brand, your brand is your promise, um, and the promise is really about like why should people choose you? That's what you're trying mm -hmm. to convey with your brand. So I like to start every project like we don't dive into the design first i don't even ask them about like what colors or fonts they like like that's not their job that's why they're hiring me right so you know our very first call once the project is booked and started is a brand exploration call where we go through this long list of questions i have and do a messy brain dump on like all the ideas all their thoughts all the different things and then how i kind of help them figure out what their brand is, is we sort through and say, okay, what's the interesting part here? Where, where do we have, you know, multiple things supporting this one idea? Is there anything contradicting each other? You know, I just kind of help them crystallize all that into a clear brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the idea of a messy brain dump. I love that. Um, I read that in your, in your materials. I actually work with my team and I usually will just start the subject line of an email that says brain dump. And tell me why you find that strategy um, so successful. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of ties back to what, what I said earlier, like not a lot of business owners haven't just taking the time to sit down and get all this out of their head, you know, down on paper, out on the screen or whatever. 
Um, and sometimes just that process of writing it down or talking it out can help them clarify things. Mm-hmm. And I think also having that outside person, in this case, me, um, you know, ask some probing questions like, why is that? Or can you be clear about this? Or what does that mean? Can really just help, you know, like clarify things. It helps them get a, a, a better grasp on what they're actually trying to do with their brand. Mm-hmm. And I think it will save people so much money and effort, time, time, effort, and money when you invest in that fundamental process. Yes. Um, what would you say is the next biggest challenge after you've gone through that messy brain dump? What do you find people struggle with the most when it comes to their branding after that? Oh, I, th- I think if, if they've got their core brand in place and then we do the design and visual side, I think consistency is a big issue that I see a lot of the times. Um, you know, they might start off with the design, like, I got all these new, I've got the new logo, I've got the new color palette, I've got these templates and stuff, and they, they get gung-ho. And for a while, it's on brand, and then, like, maybe they bring on an assistant or, like, a part-time person or somebody else starts handling it, and they kind of stray from the brand guidelines a little bit. You see that happen. Um, the other thing is just too, they struggle. They don't, they don't want to feel like their brand is trapping them in a box. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's a misconception a lot of people have. It's not about like confining you. It actually can be very freeing to know like, Hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm basing my brand on. And now I know what direction to go in, you know? Um, but a brand evolves too. Like you're going to want to check True. in with it every mm-hmm. couple of years to see like, has have my goals changed? Has my audience changed? Has what I what I want to offer to the world changed? Um, so it it's not necessarily set in stone. Like it can evolve with you and your business. Right, right. Um, the other thing I was going to suggest too is that we. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> that we um, remind people how powerful branding guidelines can be um, to the work that we're doing. Yes, I think. Yeah. Like once you have that core brand, if you get a good brand guidelines document along with it, that details, not just, you know, how to use the different visual pieces, but also includes all of that information you discovered in in your core brand, you know, like who you're trying to reach, you know, the emotional aims you want to, to evoke in people, you know, the transformation you provide. That's a great reference for anybody you subcontract out or hire to do design pieces, social media pieces, copywriting pieces, marketing pieces, like any of that, like they can reference that and that will help get them on board with your goals and where you're trying to take your business. And I like the idea that um, it's something that is not confining because I think oftentimes people just assume it's confining. How do you work with people and convince them that a branding guideline can evolve? Because sometimes they they just think it is what it is. Yeah. Well, (sighs) I think too, it's it's like one of those things like when you have your set brand guidelines, that's no longer taking up your mental energy, right? You can, you now have that mental energy to see how you can be creative within those constraints, right? A lot of the times creativity is actually better with some constraints. So I, I think that's a thing people often kind of discount. And also too, as far as the evolving with it, um, you know, maybe it's just a tweak you need here or there. It doesn't have to be a complete rebrand every few years, you know, maybe it's just, you know, you 
adjust some shades in your color palette or you change out your main font or something to be better better represent what you want your brand to be and who you're trying to reach. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a branding project can be kind of overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, I have like all this stuff to do and all these things to, to you know, rebrand everywhere. It doesn't have to be that monumental every time. Like it, it now, can be just small it, things. It doesn't. And, you know, I tell people all the time, modifying one or two accent colors doesn't have to be so overwhelming, but it may fit whatever space you're moving into or whatever space you're moving out of. Yes. And so I loved how you, how you phrased that. Um, what do you think is the biggest mistake people make when it comes to trying to decide what their brand is going to be? Cause I mean, I think you've given some really great examples of how to make it successful and how to make it work and the processes, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you see people struggle with? Uh, yeah. One of the big ones is letting go of like their personal preferences, um, as, as the business owner, especially for solopreneurs. Cause you know, they, they're like, well, I am my brand. It should like, it's, it's me. It should be like my, you know, it should represent me. And that's true. But you really also have to, if you're running a business, you have to run it through the lens of, you know, there are, people out there you're trying to reach, you're trying to have become clients or customers or whatever. So what will resonate with them? What will communicate with them the ideas that you're, you want your business to be known for? So I, I think getting people to like kind of turn that switch a little bit in their head um, can be tricky sometimes depending on, on the owner. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And and I have to admit, I smiled a little bit because I think I'm guilty of that. Even even with um, a, a graphics background and with a branding background, it, we just as individuals get really attached to what we're comfortable with. And so the idea of stretching outside of our comfort zone, even mm -hmm. with our branding can be a little unnerving for some folks. So I think having someone like you to help guide that conversation and help guide that mindset work is probably really important. Um, let yeah. me ask you, what do you think are the new trends that people are, are doing now as, as we, as we come out of COVID, the online commerce space, people are getting back into brick and mortar. They're mm -hmm. starting to do more in person, but the digital business space is still alive. What are some of the trends that you're seeing as a designer, um, that others need to be thinking about? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Well, I, I would say, first of all, like, I, I don't believe in jumping on trends just because they're, they're trendy. Good point. <laughs> Have a filter to make sure it's appropriate for your business. Um, but I see a lot of use of like bright gradients is happening right now. I see that everywhere. Um, so that if that's a good fit for your brand, if you have bright colors already in your branding, that might be worth exploring as like a background on some social media stuff or presentations or whatever. Um, I see a lot of interesting font pairings where it's not just like, you know, headline font and then body font, but like the letters in the headline itself, they're like interspersing different fonts within one word. That's definitely more of a niche case. I don't think that's a trend everybody should jump on, but it can be interesting for the right kind of branding. Um, and I see a lot of people playing with AI now, like the AI art generators, um, like Midjourney and um, Dolly, which can be really cool. I think those are those are great for like illustrations for 
you know, like book covers or even social media graphics or like just um, images for the top of a blog post or something if you don't want to use stock photography. So those can be really cool that way. They're definitely a long way from being able to do things like logos right. <laughs> or something right. like that. But I, um, I would definitely agree. I mean, I tell people, um, you know, to do it well, you need to have an expert assisting you. And there's a lot more thought that goes into this, this kind of work than everyone assumes or yes. with, with, yeah, lots of training behind it. Amanda, um, can you tell us some of the projects you're working on and how people can connect with you and learn more about your services? Yeah, so um, one of the projects I'm working on right now is um, it's an existing client. It's not a new client, but um, he has a conference coming up. And so we're doing where he's got two different related businesses and they're both going to be sharing a booth at this conference. So my challenge right now is how to bring these two brand looks together in one booth display. So that'll be an interesting challenge. Um, yeah, and then otherwise I have, um, every year I participate in the 36 Days of Type Challenge, which is on um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's basically for 36 days, artists and designers and painters and illustrators or whatever around the world um, do their artistic take on a letter from A to Z and a number from zero to nine every day for 36 days. And it's just a wonderful exercise in creativity and like just seeing what everybody else comes up with it's there's some amazing stuff out there so that's coming up i think the end of this month beginning of april that's so awesome i love that really idea cool. and i love that it's global oh and, yeah it is i mean it's that's a big fantastic thing, yeah. what a way to really um tap into that shared creativity yeah. um and how can people connect with you what's the best way for people to reach you yeah the best way to connect with me is on linkedin that's where i'm most active so just search amanda garacio on there um and that's where you can find me I love it. Amanda, thank you so much for those great tips. I especially loved the messy brain dump because I think I think a lot of us can relate to it. We just never put a, a title to it. And now that I know that it is a formal exercise in, <laughs> and discovering your brand, I feel validated. So thank okay. you. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on Saturday Sound Bites. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of Saturday Sound Bites. Make sure you check us out on your favorite podcast platform and hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes. And if you catch the replay on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments, put hashtag replay, and Amanda and I will be sure to go back and say hello. All of her contact information will be in the show notes, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Saturday Sound Bites. You can always reach me at veronicavsofer.com, and I will wrap up the show by sending you lots of positive energy and light.